Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast. My name is Arun Kumar. I am the driver, and I'm here today with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? Doing great. Good afternoon. Oh, not morning for you anymore. Uh-huh. But yeah, we're, did we're an hour you win the morning? <laughs> did you win the morning to win the day? Um, I would say I did, yeah. I I would say, you know, I woke up at a decent time, got to work at a decent time, had a solid meeting this morning with, with the management staff, uh, you know, got some more info on, on what's coming for us. So I, w- I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually had breakfast today. That's a win for me. All right. That's, that's got to start somewhere on the standards. Yeah, you know, I, I don't typically eat breakfast. I usually fast all the way through through about noonish. And uh, this morning I decided I, I wanted something to eat. All right. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, so so the We Are Driven podcast, we're, we're here to discuss the pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars because the We Are Driven community and the various ways in which that community manifests is a group of driven individuals who are pursuing excellence in business, fitness, and cars. And so if you're listening to this, hopefully that's you, you want to hear more about excellence in those three areas. You care about your own performance and experience in those three areas. And I'm glad you're here. And so if you feel like you have connected with the, five episodes we've done prior to this. If you feel like we're sharing value or this is something that interests you going forwards, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, Let us know your feedback. We're available on many different social platforms and um, or via the review section of this podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you for your support. We're, We're enjoying this process so far and we're continuing for many, many more to come. The The list of topics and the list of discussions that we need to have keeps getting longer. And I'm very excited to see where this takes us. With that. I'm as well. It's one of, it's one of my uh, favorite parts of the day is when we record. Not only is it a good reminder for both of us, I think, for being driven being a being a part of the community, being leaders in the community, but it it's also just fun to catch up. You know, we we've known each other for a while, but it's it's not a uh, every day catching up, seeing how we're doing kind of thing. But now it's starting right. to feel that way. <laughs> yep, it it really has over the last like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So so this week's topic. You've you've all seen it in the title, but let's jump into it. Three minutes is enough time wasted. We're not we're not one of those podcasts that spends the first ten minutes rambling on some random topic, even though it gets us into the just blathering mindset where you know we we want to talk and we're going to keep talking and and uh, yeah, I want to. Hey, to burst your bubble room, but it'll happen eventually. Ten minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on a tangent at some point. <laughs> just depends. Maybe we'll just rant one of these days. I'll get like a speeding ticket on my way to the recording and it'll be like, oh, yeah, we need to we need to go right? on to current yeah. events. <laughs> uh, that hasn't happened yet. I am I'm awaiting a ticket in the mail right now. 
but oh no it's, it's not for speeding it's uh for a non-emergency stop on a highway how dare you how dare you <laughs> uh yeah i was a very passionate cop who felt like that was uh requiring of a citation and uh, i'm going to make sure that it never sees the light of day <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? Screw it. I, I, I'm st- I'm starting the tangent. Are are California cops really what the social media makes them out to be? Like, are they? Do they really just write the most random tickets ever? And like, it's like for modifications and emergency stops. I'm putting that in quotations with my fingers. So the modifications thing. It's if you piss them off. Technically, most modifications are illegal in California. And so they will throw the book at you if you piss them off. So I had, ah, a, I, had okay. a, I had a friend uh, five years ago or something like that. He had a lowered 350Z that he drifted. Very, It was a catback exhaust, pretty loud. And his rear tires, his rear tires were pretty well shot. They were recording. And, um, and, and he was speeding, got pulled over, got a ticket for speeding, running a red light, window tint, tires below safe spec, modified exhaust, and low. Ouch. <laughs> Man, they, they hammered him hard. And, and, you know, a lot of those are a fix it ticket that you can get taken off pretty easily but still that was a that was a painful one for for neil <laughs> <laughs> well sorry sorry for starting the tangent there but go ahead rune kick it off <laughs> okay so so one of the pieces one of the columns one of the pillars of the new american dream is that we are pursuing maximum physical capability we're in pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. And within that is is the goal of the new American dream so that we have thriving financial success, maximum physical capability, and loving what we do, which in, in our case is, is related to cars. Now, maximum physical capability is a pretty vague statement, is it not? Uh, very, because when you brought this topic to our network and then you when you said you want to talk about this topic, my the first question on my mouth was, what is maximum capability to like to you and what could it mean to somebody else? Yeah. So it's intentionally vague. And it is intentionally vague because everyone and everyone's bodies are unique. But mm-hmm. don't take that the wrong way to mean that you are you should be accepting of whatever your standard for health is because American society is not doing a very good job of upholding a high standard for health. This is evidenced in a number of ways, number of statistics about healthcare costs, obesity rates, the types of food that are most commonly consumed by the American people. And it's pretty upsetting to me. I think that a lot of the standards that have been set, even through my my life and and my experiences to date, even even now, are pretty off. I think we leave a lot on the table in terms of physical capability, and depending on what is possible 
for our lifetimes in terms of events that may call upon you to exert some physical exercise or whatever it is, whether, you know, you're, you're drafted into the military or you have to save your kids from a a house that's burning down or you have to change a tire on the side of the road. I want you to be capable of stepping up to that challenge, no matter what it is. And we cannot predict all of the possible eventualities for an event where you are required to be physical. So I want you to be prepared and I want you to be as prepared as possible. And so the way to do that is to establish a goal, which is to constantly be pursuing maximum physical capability. None of us will ever get there. There are new records being set in every single athletic pursuit on an almost annual basis. Now, people are super, super competitive. People are constantly chasing these headline records, whether it's running a mile, high jump, CrossFit events, weightlifting events, athletic, you know, all all professional sports. LeBron just set the scoring record. Like I was just going to use as an example that that was a crazy record. And he is one of those people. He is extremely physically capable. He's six, nine, 250, 280, just a, a, just absolute monster of a human. He's, he's physically capable. (laughs) Yeah. I even think, I don't know if he, 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 Got the record this year, or if it's going to be coming, Travis Kelsey is going to be like taking the overall tight end records here mm. soon if he hasn't already. Like he's just an insane tight end in the NFL. Okay, yeah, I don't know very much about football, but <laughs> noted, noted. Yeah, so the point is, is we will never reach maximum physical capability, but. You should constantly be striving for it. You should constantly be reevaluating where you're at with your own physical capability because you never know what level of physical exertion could be required of you in a life or death situation or not a life or death situation. And you want to be as prepared as possible. And I look around at, you know, the majority of the people I see on a regular basis around the country, they're not physically capable. And so... For this podcast, I basically just wanted to lay out how I think about setting these sort of goals for myself and why you should care. Those are the two things. So let's start with how I think about it. There's a baseline. And this baseline is about as easy mode as you can get. (laughs) Office job applications or office job descriptions, rather, usually say something along the lines of, here are the physical requirements for your office job. You have to be able to lift at least 25 pounds, sometimes over your head. You have to be able to sit for a prolonged period of time, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours. And you should be able to walk or roll or get yourself somehow over to the break room or up the elevator from your car to the elevator and then to your desk. Basically move yourself around in the office and you have to be able to bend. You have to be able to 
reach down, pick up a box of files off the ground, put it on a shelf. Thank you for uh, describing my job. It's your whole duty. Man, that sounds (laughs) fun. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, at least I get to go in the warehouse and move some stuff every now and then. But it's, yeah, it's an office job. In an an (laughs) office, at a desk for eight hours a day. But it's okay. I love what I did. Well, and and think about the the physical capability of most of the people in the country. Like most of the country is signed up for either some sort of blue collar job or an office job. A lot of these, a lot of the blue collar workers that I see are out of shape uh, and and can't work past forty because they beat themselves up so much because they don't take care of themselves. And most of the office people that I see. I've heard, I don't know how many stories of really high performing office work executives who leave their jobs at 55, 65 years old, and they're dead within a couple of years because the only thing that was keeping them alive was work. Yep. Yep. And And it kind of goes the same way with blue collar too, (laughs) because my dad was a diesel mechanic and he ended up getting injured a couple of years ago. It it put him out of work. And like, for him to get a job now at 56 years old, it's kind of, he's in a difficult position of like, what do I do? This is all I know is, is physical work, but he's beat himself up over the years. And, uh, I worry that him not working, it will put him in that same position. Right. Absolutely. Now I've described the baseline. You got to be able to bend. You got to be able to lift. You got to be able to move yourself around. I already can think of, you know, call it 20% of the American population that does not fit that description, that they can't do those three things. (laughs) Now, (laughs) it's sad. It's so sad to think about that. But it's, it's true. And so now let me, let me talk you through a little bit beyond that. So, you know, we've talked about two extremes, basic office work and the, the maximum that could ever be required of you physically, whether it's going to war or saving a, a child from a burning building, some sort of emergency that calls on you to exert maximum physical effort over, over a period of time, whatever it may be. So, so now I just want to give you a testimonial from somebody who, who's in shape. Myself. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm someone who, who's gone through a couple of interesting physical experiences in my life that have really transformed the way that I think about this. The first one is... I'll call it three, actually. The first one was when I was in college, I lifted weights. And I had lifted weights in high school. I had played basketball from the age of eight till uh, 18. Played ultimate frisbee, played soccer, did high jump on the the track and field team. I was an an athlete by, by all practical definitions. Um, 
in college, I, I gained some weight. I was drinking, I was eating, I was enjoying myself and I was, I was lifting weights, but I then came across a YouTube video from Rich Biana, may he rest in peace, <laughs> um, that, that was entitled Eat Big to Get Big. And it was his daily diet. And it was a video in which I think he covered something like seven or 8,000 calories in a day. Um, Man. Pretty protein heavy, but with the intent of, of, for me, being completely new to this world, understanding, oh, okay, I got to eat a lot more than I am eating right now. And from there, I started eating. So I was eating cottage cheese, turkey burgers, peanut butter, eggs, protein powder. I was pounding high protein food and I put on muscle. So that year of lifting weights nearly every day, I gained 35, 40 pounds and I could feel it in muscle and I could see it in the numbers that I was putting out. And I learned that I had way more control over my body than I thought I did because I was able to do that. I was able to build muscle by changing my diet and continuing to exercise. So that was experience number one. That empowered me to at least get started. But for the next six or seven years, that was all I knew. So all I knew was eat a lot, build muscle. I did a lot of hero lifting. So I, I deadlifted 500 pounds. I, I did it with a rather curved lower back. Um, that yeah. still hurts to think about. And uh, I got into wrenching on cars in a garage. So I was laying on my back, twisting a lot, doing a bunch of heavy lifting in awkward positions. And I had a brief scare in 2018, beginning of 2019, where my back started seizing up and I uh, was really struggling to move around and walk and, and feel fully mobile and healthy because my back was, was getting stiff. Now I was 24, 20, yeah, 23, 24 when that happened. That's kind of bad to be that young and to be having back problems. I had made excuses in the past that my height, you know, I'm 6'8". So my height is always going to play a role in my, in my physical capability. My knees were a problem when I was in high school. My back was becoming a problem in my early 20s. And I just kind of thought, well, I guess this is kind of what's going to happen to me. And I, I rested a bit and it got better after a couple of months but I didn't really like how that felt. And so for the next few years, I was trying to take care of myself, didn't really know what I was doing in terms of exercise, was going back and forth on my food, my relationship with food between fasting and binge eating. And I was not happy with my physical capability at all. I was, I was decreasing in strength and I was just kind of, at a loss for what to do next. I, I felt like my control that I thought I had was gone. So next comes losing 50 pounds. 
So between early 2021 and early 2022, I did the Live Hard program over a year in which I spent, now I forget the number, 165 days on a program doing two 45-minute workouts a day, sticking to a diet and drinking a gallon of water every day. And we'll, we'll do a podcast on 75 Hard, but there are a lot of them out there. There's a ton of resources available for this program, so I don't really feel the need to do that. But just know I'm a huge supporter of the 75 Hard program. It changed my life in terms of my ability to control my body. And I went from 267 pounds down to 205. I have learned now how to use nutrition to control my weight, how much muscle I have, how strong I am, how built I look, my physique. And I'm no expert. I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not a power lifter. But I do feel confident that I can control my body. And that's something that I did not have before 2021. The last... And no, that's crazy to hear that you've really been able to figure that out because like, I'm just now starting on that journey of, of relearning my body and trying to lose some weight, gain a little bit of muscle, you know, just try and being healthy, you know? Oh yeah. And I, I know for you that when, when we first started the driven network, you were drinking a lot of soda mm-hmm. and within 30 days of joining, you'd cut it out. And it's still gone. Like I, like I'll have like a sip of it every now and then, like if it gets ordered at a dinner or if it's just around and I'm like the first point of it hitting my tongue is just so sweet. I can't do it. Like it's just too much for me, which, which if any, anyone listening is addicted to soda, I highly implore you to try and quit because it one, it'll make you feel good Two, You'll realize how much sugar is in those drinks very fast. But between, <clears throat> between the sugar or the fake sugar if you go for diet and the carbonation on your teeth and the money that you're spending drinking something other than water, it, it adds up. And yeah, you may not experience negative effects immediately or even in the first 20 years of your, your adult life consuming it on a daily basis but your teeth will be sensitive. Your metabolism will suffer. Your heart won't be happy with you. (laughs) And it it may take time to get there, but yeah, I'm completely in agreement that, that it's not good. Yeah. My, my teeth are still unhappy from the middle school years of drinking a 12 pack of Mountain Dew at two in the morning. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah, you, you know that was like it, like when Ouch. I was in middle school, like the high sugar energy drinks are really starting to come in. You know, Mountain Dew is popular among everybody, so like you know we'd hang out on the weekend and just drink a ton of soda and a ton of energy drinks and stay up all night. And like I didn't take care of my teeth then, and like I still have issues with them, like being sensitive. And every time I go to the dentist, every six months, we're like, oh yeah, uh, you know your your gums are. Still not looking great. I'm like, I know it's hard to bring them back. 
And I think for me, so I wasn't big into soda, but I'm, I'm, I have a crazy sweet tooth. So for me, it was candy and chocolate. And there were times where I would like fall asleep with a mostly eaten bar of chocolate on my chest. And I, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd go to sleep with, without brushing my teeth, without, without doing anything. And, and my teeth, I can't believe I have only ever gotten one cavity, but, but my gums and my, my roots of my teeth are permanently damaged from all of that sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we don't need to get into the maximum physical capability of our teeth, but you get it. You get the point here is that prolonged, sustained, unhealthy behavior adds up over time. And you see all these little nagging things, whether it's, you know, my bum knee or my hurt foot or my elbow that doesn't work like it used to, or my fingers that don't close all the way, or my neck is sore, my lower back hurts, I have to crack all my joints all the time. All these things are detracting from your physical capability and detracting from your quality of life. So to to go on to the third experience that I've had that really, really has cemented this for me was my back went into a complete and total spasm in July of 2022. I, if you looked at me straight on, you would see that my upper body and my lower body were misaligned by about two inches. So yeah, I looked like an S at my hips. Yeah, I think I remember seeing a photo of uh if you take like someone took a photo without your shirt on and it was from your yeah. back and it was all s yeah. yeah yep yep and and i know other people have gone through similar sorts of spasms i've seen uh like rob bailey is a pretty public person about his back issues it is it was it was one of the most challenging physical ailments i've ever had because i couldn't walk i couldn't lay down i couldn't sit couldn't stand and nothing at all was comfortable. And I would go into excruciatingly painful spasms twice an hour based on no specific or predictable movement, just absolute agony out of nowhere, complete surprise. And that was when I learned that my posture and my lifting technique needed to be fixed. And it it was a way in which, yeah, because I'm so tall, that's probably something that I'm more susceptible to than others. But just my posture and my lifting technique had destroyed my back in 27 years. And yeah, it's probably compounded by that time I crashed a car, that time I fell from a, a basketball hoop and landed on my back. That happened twice, but, (laughs) um, those were that, that experience completely transformed it for me that I know that my priority isn't big biceps first. It isn't a big bench or deadlift or squat first. It is capability first. This is what completely transformed it for me is that I don't really care if I look like a bodybuilder, if I can't walk. 
I know what I it want. It doesn't really first. make much use for your for your muscles if you can't walk. Yeah, and and you know, I know people like Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman was a seven-time Mr. Olympia. One of the best bodybuilders in the world of all time. He can't walk. Now, he nope. uses a cane. <laughs> and that is that is somebody who pushed himself to the absolute limit in one area, but f- ignored longevity of physical capability. He was strong. He was incredibly strong, but that is not the standard that I want to promote here because capability is everything. And so for me, you know, this isn't a hippie do yoga you know, breathing exercises, cold plunges and stretching. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying that I still lift weights. I still care about my physique. I still care about my strength numbers. That's just naturally stuff I want to care about. I care about competing with other people to get stronger. I care about competing with the scale to make sure I'm at the weight I want to be at. But I also care about making sure that my hips work especially after I sit in the car for a long time. I want to make sure that my joints work. Yeah, it's like a it's a long-term thing. It's an endurance thing. You know, you don't want to end up like Ronnie Coleman who's down for the count before he's of any sort of older adult age. You want to be able to carry that into your later adult life. Life, sorry. Um, or like <laughs> if you want to cycle 25 miles a day, you know, what do you have to do to keep going, you know, till you're 60, 70 years old? Cause there are crazy stories about, about elderly people lifting like that. Right. Right. And so there are, there's one thing that should absolutely motivate you to do this. And it, it is first and foremost that your life is better when you're in shape, you're more attractive, you're more confident in yourself. You have a clear mind and you're happier. So go fucking get in shape right now. That's number one. <laughs> so number wait, are two, you telling me that the media is lying and dad bods are not in fact in? Dad bods are not in. It To be a plus size model and glorify being out of shape is horrible for everyone. I, I couldn't agree more. There There is... As someone with a dad bod. Yeah, fix that. Working <laughs> like, <laughs> on that. That is, if if it's it's hard to to explain, but you know, I learned I could take control of of my body. Then I learned that the one way in which I had learned to take control was not good enough. Then I learned that you can't outwork a bad diet. And then I learned that it's not just about strength, that it's about being capable. I don't care if you can, you can squat 500 pounds. If you can't walk to and from the squat rack, you have to hobble, but you've got these gigantic quads. That's not going to do you any good in real life. And all I care about for, for the broadest application possible is that if you want to have excellent fitness is that you have to be well-rounded and you have to focus on capability as your top priority. And 
if you can do pull-ups, if you can do push-ups, if you can lift a sandbag over your head that's 150 pounds, if you can do those kind of things, you're at the right level of physical capability. If you can lift yourself up over a ledge, if you can pick up a, a limp body, if you can, what was the last one I said? If you can do push-ups, if you can get yourself up off of the ground after you've fallen down from an earthquake so you can help other people. That's something that's relevant for me in, in California, at least. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so those, those are the kind of things that I want you to focus on first. And, you know, Alan of the Driven Network is better about doing body weight exercises than me. He, he's had a six pack pretty much his entire adult life. So good, good for him. Um, and, and, you know, at once, at one time I've known him for, when was it? Um, 2015 or something like that. So eight years I've known Alan the whole time. He he's just been like, Oh yeah, yeah, I, I I'm ripped. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, I know I, th- that I it think comes- it's his lower center of gravity on you. Well, sure, he's shorter, but but it's also it's also just the fact that he takes care of himself. He takes very very good care of himself. He prioritizes his fitness and he prioritizes doing the type of exercises that promote the top level of capability. He does Turkish get-ups. You know, that's one of those exercises that's all about stability and strength simultaneously, and it's hard. <laughs> yeah and that i i've seen people do it and i just i don't know <laughs> yeah well okay so we've established a baseline we've established what capability means and we've established that a better life exists for you on the other side of beginning this journey of striving to achieve maximum physical capability so what else happens? You get to be proud. When you look in the mirror, I bet 99% of the people listening to this are not happy with what they see. Body dysmorphia is a real thing that you may never be satisfied. But when you see progress in yourself for the better, that is something to be proud of no matter what. And speaking as somebody who has, you know, looked in the mirror at all different types of weights and feelings and what did I eat the day before and all of that. Yeah, I'm usually dissatisfied with what I see. But that doesn't mean I'm not proud of knowing where I came from to where I am today. That pride extends into other areas of your life. So if you take control of your body and you're able to see this sort of improvement in yourself based on the actions that you take, then you can do that in other areas of your life too. If you're not happy with your job, you can go take control of your job and change it for the better. If you're not happy with the way your family treats you, you can take control of that and change it for the better. There's so many examples of where you can take control of your life and make it better. If you're driving a car that has a parasitic draw, 
you can t- <laughs> you can handle it. You can fix the parasitic draw so that you don't need a jump pack with you at all times. Take control and get better. There's infinite ways in which you can do this. But the best way I've found to start and to establish for yourself that it's possible to give yourself the confidence to do it again and again and again is through getting in shape. So the last point here is if you're striving for the maximum physical capability, you're going to start thinking of what that means to you. The maximum. And the maximum goes way beyond what you can possibly conceive. Because once you reach a standard that you've set for yourself, you can probably do better. You can definitely do better, in fact. But there's there's always room for improvement in anything that you do. Perf- perfection's not a real thing, actually. <laughs> and... And I think what what's so cool, though, is you start seeing that upside and that room for improvement, that constant room for improvement in your fitness. And it's super tangible. It's something you experience all the time. But you'll be able to see it everywhere in your life. You'll be able to see it at work. You'll be able to see it at home. You'll be able to see it in your car. And you'll be able to see it in your body. That there is infinite room for improvement. And once you see that and you see it as something that you can take control of and that you have the confidence to take control of, think about everything that's possible for you. You can be anything you want. (laughs) And yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, And I mean, it'll it'd take too long for me to tell you all the times that I've proven to myself that that's true. But it started with being this scrawny little 210-pound kind of pudgy kid when I was 19 that had played a bunch of basketball, played a bunch of ultimate frisbee, played a bunch of soccer, had been the you know star athlete on a bunch of different sports teams had had been talented and skilled and and got into high school on the, on the basis of my basketball talent but yes that, yes that actually happened i went to one of those kind of high schools where yep <laughs> i understand but, but it was by the time i was 19 i had kind of not learned how to do it. I hadn't learned how to, how to do it because I had coaches telling me what to do all of the time in high school. But when everybody gets into the adult world, you don't have that coach that's right there that allows you to sign up for whatever the sport is right away. They're gone. For sure. Like I know with my football coaches, you know, whether we are working out during the season or outside of season year round, you would, you know, they set the time. This is when workouts start. Your workout is listed on the wall. Go do it. We'll tell you when to switch stations. And then you'll do the other workout the next day. Like it was all there laid out for me. And then like once I was not in that environment, it was very hard to like 
try and keep up with that because there was always someone there guiding me through it. Right. And then you join a planet fitness or a 24 hour fitness or an anytime fitness, whatever fitness it is. And then you see all these other people in the gym who are jacked and they've been going for six years, 10 years, whatever it is. And they might be using steroids and they look amazing and the lighting is perfect and they've got all their outfits down and you don't really want to join that crowd, but this is the closest gym to your house and it's 10 bucks a month. So you just don't go, but you don't cancel it either. Yeah, I I don't think I would have lasted in one of those gyms right out of high school, mostly because of what I was used to lifting was powerlifting, which a lot of yeah. those cheap places don't allow. Correct. <laughs> you so are like, it's like, correct. And, and that's another problem too. Is like you know, especially for kids, they get put on these very rigid workout styles that some gyms just don't accommodate for. You have to find that specialized gym wherever you're located, or create your own. Well, and so, yes, it's possible to find those gyms, but you can also adapt your workouts because a lot of these, you know, I have gotten incredible workouts in hotels where there's barely any equipment. So don't let that be an excuse. It just means you have to get creative and adapt. But that, you know, we can talk about that in another episode. I think the the key, though, is just... I want you, the listener, if you're not happy with where you're at physically, if you feel like you're leaving something on the table in terms of your capability to bend, walk, lift, and anything more that comes with it, then just start. Just start right now because we have one little itty bitty life. Do you really want to spend it sore, achy, injured? out of work, just not healthy. You have indigestion, you, you have, you know, pain in your, in your day-to-day life that you don't have to have. Cause we looked it up right before we started recording. 42% of American adults are obese. That's a huge percentage. That is wild. And so wild. And I have almost been at an obese BMI level. And I assume it's calculated on BMI, which I think hasn't been updated since the eighties or something like that. So yeah, yeah I'll say, I would, I would assume it's off a little, but we'll, we'll say it's close. Yeah. And, and you know, I am extremely skinny for my height and I barely fall into normal weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, you know, I think they could up the range a little bit just based on how tall and maybe how dense people are getting. I don't know. I just, I think the standard should be a little higher in terms of like muscle mass. It kind of assumes you have no muscle mass. Yeah. And like, and this is a topic for another day, but so much has changed since the last time they updated with like with foods and whatnot yeah. And, and, yeah. and genetics in general. Right. So, Here's how, here's how I'll wrap this up. Go get in shape because your life and your quality of life depends on it. But not only that, you have so much potential in all areas of your life. And it starts with getting in shape, but it can go so much further than that. So do that. 
And you'll find that there's always another bar to reach. And that's why one of our core values is always raising standards. And along the way, you'll probably get injured. You'll probably be sore. You'll probably fail to meet a time cap on a workout. But you can always improve. You can always fix what breaks and you can get better and you can make sure that you're more capable tomorrow than you were today. And that's, that's my message is, is just know what's possible and to, to chase maximum physical capability. I know I never, I'll never get there, but I want to be prepared for all of those examples that I, that I set out just now. It was pretty horrifying to not have those kind of capabilities when my back went out last year, because very quickly I went from being, you know, a, a very capable person to I I'm laying down for 10 hours a day awake because I can't move. <laughs> and yeah. that was a, that was a scare that I don't want to go through again. And so I take care of my back every, every, every day without fail. Um, okay. So some housekeeping to wrap this up. This is the last episode we're recording before we start releasing. So you're going to you're going to be listening to this as as part of the feed. You you're well into it already. So I'll just I'll skip all the stuff about what's currently going on, but by now you should be able to see the fully refreshed wearedriven.co website. We're we're moving to Shopify. I'm excited about that. We're going to have way more resources on the website. If you want to be added to our daily motivational messages, we have a, a Discord where I get on there every single morning, write a motivational message out to everyone. Uh, you can DM at wearedriven.co on Instagram. That's where you can talk with the brand, talk with us. And if you if you DM daily, you, you'll be uh, automatically sent an invite link to the Discord. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review because if you've made it this far, you're 46 minutes into the sixth episode. We're really glad you're here. We're really glad you're you're invested in making yourself better and dedicating the time to listening to us. So thank you for that. And stay tuned for next Sunday when you'll hear the next episode come out unless I decide to record a quick hit sooner than that. <laughs> so with that, I'm at Arun D. Kumar. We Are Driven is at wearedriven.co on Instagram. And that is our URL. Dan, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram as Dan LaRue. That is my exact handle. Uh, Dan LaRue on Facebook and in LinkedIn as well. If you're looking to find me. But not on TikTok. Not on TikTok. Never. Never. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day and stay driven. See you guys.